0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. A summary of the prayers in 1st Samuel. As we noted in the introduction, 1st and 2nd Samuel and 1st and 2nd Kings are one continuous narrative that have been divided into four books, four sections, four volumes. All four of them relate certain events from the history of the Israelites, from the conquest of Canaan to the Babylonian exile. The transition to kings from judges and prophets is an important topic in these these books. And so the writers are addressing the question of whether a king is a good or a bad idea. The prayers in these stories also function to address that issue. Uh, We've examined 16 different passages that include prayers. There are nine petitions and four intercessions, two prayers of confession and repentance, and two vows, three blessings and one curse. There's also one prayer of praise. The petitions were offered by Hannah for a son whom she dedicates to God in chapter 1. And are an example of both asking God for something that she wants, that we want, um, and being able to dedicate it to him. Samuel offers most of the petitions. He asks for a king, as the people wanted, in chapter 8. And then a prayer to find Saul when he hides from this appointment as king, in chapter 10. And then as a series of prayers, Samuel petitions God for the people to be protected by God, chapter 12. In those prayers, we learn that God will sometimes indulge us in something we want, even if it's not for the best for us, and that the role we have in prayer should be approached with seriousness, because sometimes God will give us things that maybe aren't the best for us. Likewise, in chapters 14 and chapters 24, we learned from Saul that rash prayers may bring difficulties for us. Another series of prayers are by David and show his desire to seek God before he makes important decisions, no matter how clear he thinks the answer might be. And this is in chapters 23 and in chapters 30. Finally, we learn that God has his limits with the prayers attempts by Saul near the end of his life. Chapter 28, God does not listen to him. Two of the intercessions are positive examples, and two have a cloud over them. Samuel offers prayers for the people who recognize that their unfaithfulness to God has caused problems. That's in chapter seven and chapters twelve. Those stories are good examples of God's willingness to forgive, despite the level of time uh, that one strays and one sins. The next two intercessions are by Saul, both offered without him thinking through the situation. One is where he confronts a priest for interceding with David, and another when his conscience was pricked again about his treatment of David. Chapters 22 and chapters 24 both teach us about the importance of bold but unselfish prayer. The two prayers of confession and repentance are both by the people of Israel, chapter 7 and chapter 12. Both come after they have sinned against God, and they recognize this and they confess it. And they also ask Samuel to intercede for them. So we see here that confession and intercession can go together. The one who has sinned confesses, and then those around them can intercede for them as well. Hannah offers the first vow in First Samuel, along with the petition mentioned above for a child. If God gave her a son, she says she will dedicate him to God. That's at the very beginning of the book, in chapter 1, of course, the book about Samuel. The second vow is one offered by Saul, but it is a bad vow. He didn't think through it, for if he had been held to it, he would have had to have killed his son Jonathan, 14. So he made a vow and then didn't keep it. Our vows should not be offered in rashness. We shouldn't offer vows without careful consideration of what they might actually mean. The three blessings are offered by Eli, Jonathan, and Saul, respectively. Once again, Saul's prayer, while sincere at the time, is an emotional reaction to David in sparing him from his life. chapter 23. Eli blesses the newborn Samuel at the beginning of the book, chapter 2. And then Jonathan blesses David in chapter 20. All of these are examples of brief blessings that are models for our own blessings, or can be models. The only curse in 1 Samuel, the only curse prayer, is in 1 Samuel 3.17, and it's made by Samuel. Though Samuel is held up as a model leader and a prophet in his book, this vow was prompted by self-protection and selfishness. Even Samuel, the writers show us, God's prophet is not perfect. It's a good lesson for us to examine ourselves before we pray especially a vow or a curse. First Samuel contains a helpful variety of prayers for us to learn from. Not only in the types of prayers that we find all these different sorts, but also in the attitudes behind them and the purposes of prayers. We can learn quite a bit about prayer from the book of First Samuel. Thank you for listening. See the notes accompanying this podcast for more information. Learn more about the Praying Through the Bible project on our website, prayingthroughthebible.com. That's T H R U. If you are a subscriber, thank you. If not, please consider becoming one. Feel free to get in touch through the comments or on our website. Until next time, blessings on all